What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. John chapter 6, and uh, we're going to jump into verse 60. Just going to start reading. And, and it reads... Having a relationship with God, having a relationship, because you know everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, you gotta have a relationship," but then nobody really talks about how to have a relationship. So that's what we've been talking about, and we're gonna just, I guess, kind of finalize. Well, it really won't ever be a final finality, but you know, we're gonna finalize this chapter in six, and it reads verse sixty on hearing it. Many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. I'm going to read 64. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. There are some of you who do not believe. The thing that was a hard teaching uh, that his disciples, some of many of his disciples were uh, questioning was the notion that Jesus said and the command that Jesus said that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood. You must eat my flesh. You must drink my blood and then he he went on to say if you eat my flesh in verse 56 whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them uh, just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father so the one who feeds on me will live because of me so that teaching is what his disciples are saying is a hard saying they like, this is hard who can accept it but if you if you journey back up in chapter 6, as we're closing it out, but if you journey back up to the beginning parts of chapter 6, what were, what were they seeking Jesus for? Anybody? Nobody? All right. They were seeking food. Jesus for food. For food. food. Yeah. For physical food, right? And, and then so, so if you correlate that, right, if you correlate that, Jesus is saying, don't seek me for physical food that perishes. I'm the food that you should be seeking me for. That makes sense? You should seek me for me, in other words, and feast on me, in other words. And when you feast on me, you will have life, eternal life. And when he said that to them, they couldn't accept it. Now, let's, let's parallel that. Let's parallel that to today. Um, what do we seek Jesus for? I mean, and a lot of times, you think about it. I mean, you don't have to answer the question, but think about it. What are you seeking Jesus for? We talked about this in one of our discussions. Typically, we seek Jesus for depending on the circumstance. I mean, if, if we're in a circumstance where it's bringing about where we broke and we need some money, okay, Lord, I'm broke. I need some money, right? Uh, if, if I 
someone that's a loved one is sick, Lord, my loved one is sick. I need you to heal them. We begin to seek him for that, right? And what I mean by seek, you begin to go to him and you begin to look for him. You begin to pray out. You begin to call out. And you probably do this multiple times of the day because you want him to move. You want him to do something for you, right? So you begin to seek him for that. These are things that we seek Jesus for. Jesus is saying, no, don't seek me for that. And you're like, what? Huh? Yeah, no. no he said, don't seek me for that. Seek me for me. Feed, feast on me. Seek me to have me. <laughs> That's what you should be seeking me for, right? It's like trying to, it's like, because what are we talking about? A relationship, right? If you are wanting to be in a relationship for some, with somebody, with the person, I mean, what are you going to seek from the person? You're going to seek to know the person, right? But if you want things from the person, then you're just going to seek the person for things, Right, you got another motive. Like I just want this from you, so I come to you, I be nice to you, and then when I'm nice to you, then I ask you for what I want, and then you manipulate them based on how nice you are to them to get whatever it is that you want. I've been nice to you for so long, and da 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 da. Uh, you should give me this. I deserve this because I was nice to you, and that's how we treat God. But if you want to be in a relationship with the person, then you asking the person who they are, what they like to do, what are their interests, what makes them smile, like, like what brings them down, you know? Like what, do, what, what are their goals? What are their aspirations in life? Do they have a relationship with God? But the funny thing about it now that you've gone through this discussion with me, it's like now you've got to question your even your question of asking people do they have a relationship because you've got to ask yourself, do you go to God just for God, to get to know him, to, to, to get a level of understanding of just who he is, how he operates, what makes him smile, what, what makes him frown, right? But, but, but anyway, anyway, moving right along. Jesus is saying, feast on me, feast on me. And he didn't dissect it to them in that light because if you go back to 64, he said, yet there are some of you who do not believe it starts with believing. Before you can start seeking God to know who he is, if you don't believe God is who he is, you ain't going to seek to get to know him. I mean, think about it. I don't, I don't, if I don't believe in something, why would I seek to know if it was actually something? But, but if, if knowledge has been passed down to me that this God, this creator can do something for me, then that's what I'm going to seek it for right if if it's like a parent and a child right if as a child you know your parent is going to do stuff for you then you're going to go to your parents because you know they're going to do stuff for you you ain't gonna just go to them because they're just your parents like if you just if you have that relationship with your parent like they're just my parent i just want to be around them because they're my parents they don't have to do anything for me i want to be around them because they're my parents then that's why you're going to seek your parents but if you just have this relationship with your parents that they always doing stuff for you, then when you go out and you need something, then you're going to come back when you need something. You ain't going to call them and be like, hey, I just want to talk to you, Dad. I just want to check on you, Mom. You don't have that relationship. It, it, anyways, anyways, I mean, I mean, I know I'm just, just talking about myself. But, but it starts with believing. It starts with believing 
right? We're just recycling this. We're recycling this because we talked about that in a previous discussion as well. It starts with you believing. That is the work. I have to believe that you are. And then as I believe that you are, then I diligently seek the person that you are. I'm seeking you out because I want to know you. I want to know you. There's nothing else. I just want to know you. And when I get to know you and I get an understanding of you, I just want to feast on you. I want to feast on your every command, everything you want me to do, everything you've set out for me to do. I want to do that. I want to do that. I, I, I just, that's, that's what I seek to do. I, if, if, if I have to be sick and do it, I'm fine with that. If I have to be broke to do it, I'm fine with that. If you want me to be rich and do it, I'm fine with that. If you want me to be in between and do it, I'm fine with that. As long as I got you. I'm, 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 I, I, actually, I'll, be, I'll finish this message, but just some stuff we got to bring out before I just actually get off the phone with y'all. But I really finished it. That is, that is the work. That, that, is, that is the food. That is the life that God has set us out to live, right? But moving right along, moving right along. Uh, 64, for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. 68. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We're going to tackle that. Because in reading all of this, that is the greatest thing I want to bring out. But I'm going to go to John 17 real quick, and I'm going to read this to you. After this, Jesus said, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Did y'all hear that? He said, too, for you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Jesus is basically saying to God that you've given me authority to give eternal life to everybody that you've given me. <laughs> and this is eternal life. What is eternal life? That they may know you, Lord, my God, my Father. They may know my Father and me, the one you sent to the earth. That's 17, 1, 2, and 3. And if you go back to 6, Go back to six real quick. And he says, I'm going to go to 50, 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, this is 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. 57. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Did y'all see all of that? 17, he said, 
you, Father, you've given me authority to give all of them who you have given me to give them eternal life. You've given me authority to give all of them you have given me eternal life. I know that sounds convoluted, but, but he just said that right here. Right where? 61 and 64. Right? 61 through 64. He said, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Yet, there are some of you who do not believe. And then he went on to say, this is why I told you, 65, that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. God enables us to go to Jesus, and then Jesus gives us eternal life. And then we go back to the Father. See the loop? You see the loop? Well, let me just say this. It starts with God, and it ends with God. And then God is in between because God being Jesus leads us back to God being the Father, but God being the Father leads us to Jesus, which in turn leads us back to God. So God is basically leading us back to himself, as Paul so eloquently put it. He was in the world reconciling man unto himself, but we get caught up in self. We get caught up in the same thing that the disciples got caught up in, which was what? Meet that perisheth. We get caught up in things that are tangible that perisheth. But let's go back to 68 where he was saying, what did he say? What was Peter's response? Lord, you have the words of eternal life. Where, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Why did I say that in that order? I'm going to say it like this because we get caught up in what we think eternal life is. We get caught up in what do we think eternal life? We think eternal life is something that perishes. It's like, no, no, we don't. Yes, we do. Well, what do you mean by that? Because we, we live here for our own benefit. Like, what do you mean? We want everything to benefit us. If, if we stub our toe, we don't want our toe to hurt anymore, right? And it's like, well, that's, that's just natural logic, right? Of course I don't want my toe to hurt anymore. But we get so caught up with the hurt toe, we can't do any other work aside from what God has called us to do when our toe is hurt. I'm sorry, I said that incorrectly. We can't, do, we can't see beyond the hurt toe to do what God is calling us to do because the toe is hurt. We got to get the toe fixed before I can do anything else God wants me to do. I got to get my toe fixed. I can't love you right now because my toe isn't fixed. I got to get that fixed first. Everything that benefits us sets, subsides the call that God actually wants us to be on. Does that make sense? It subsides it. If, 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 if it ain't convenient for me, then I can't do what you want me to do, God, because I'm not here for you. I'm here for me. I'm here for my own benefit. I, I have to be benefited first, and then I'll do. What are you saying, brother? That's even heaven, right? Because everybody preaches about heaven. Everybody tells you how glorious heaven is. They tell you, oh, you're not going to die anymore. Oh, great. Sign me up. You're not going to burn in hell. Oh, sign me up. Oh, this streets of gold. What? Love, gold, gold. Yeah, give me some of that gold. 
You have to worry about crying. Oh, you're going to see all your family. Everybody going to be good. Everybody going to be happy. Oh, I'm going to be happy all the time. Oh, yeah, man, sign me up. Oh, by the way, you get a mansion, too, and you ain't got to worry about going to sleep. You can eat all you want to eat. Man, you know what? I'm loving heaven more and more and more. But guess who gets lost in the shuffle? God. God. Because in your reading, 17 and now, and 6, what is eternal life? To know God. To know. To know God. So, 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 eternal life is basically a never-ending, everlasting relationship with God. That's eternal life. That's eternal life. That is life eternal. It is me and God being in relationship with one another. And I'm learning from him, and he's showing me himself, and I'm seeing him, and that's it. That is it. But we live on earth like there is something else. We live on earth like there is something other than that. And that's why many of his disciples turned away, like there was something else. And many of us turn away like there is something else. We get mad because God isn't doing what we think he should do. So we upset. God never said get upset because we didn't do what he wanted or he didn't do what we wanted. He didn't tell you to get upset about it, but then you get upset. And it's like, well, Corey, that's natural, man. That's natural. Of course it's natural. You know, when you don't have your way, you little spoiled little old brat, you get upset. And then what normally happens when your child is acting out when he ain't getting what he wants? Oh, okay, I'm just talking to myself. He get a spanking. Tantrum, attitude. Get it, then they get a spanking. That's mm-hmm. what happens. As soon as they go... Uh, you know what, parent, my grandma, my grandmama never said this because we weren't crazy. She never said, if you embarrass me in this store, I'm going to embarrass you. She never had to tell us that. It was an unwritten rule that we knew. If we went crazy, she was the ultimate crazy. So we might as well not go crazy. But I've heard parents say, if you embarrass me in this store, I'm going to embarrass you in the store. Because they can't give what they want. So then the parent ended up having to spank them because they acting crazy in the store, out in public, showing they tell. But then we do that with God every day. We do that with God every day. God ain't done this. for. It's like we got a list of stuff we ask God for, and he ain't granted it, and we mad, bitter, upset. Attitude. Yeah. Attitude, tantrum, temper tantrums every day, because God ain't doing what we want. But then... You get back to this discussion for the day, and you learn that eternal life is having having a relationship with God, and you have to look at yourself and say, well, man, am I doing what God is wanting me to do? Am I doing what God is wanting me to do? And then you maybe you say, maybe. go ahead. Maybe that's why we never realize we, nobody ever admit, admits that God is punishing them. Exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why you ain't getting what God is 
so, so if you say told you you were gonna it's, get it's, it's punishment time. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe you in time it's, out and it's you didn't time know. out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe God promised you something and you ain't got it yet because you over here getting a spanking because you over here throwing a tantrum about something God ain't done when you ain't done. When you ain't done what? When you ain't got in this relationship with him to where you understand that it's all about the relationship, not about my own benefit. It's about a relationship. It's about me seeking out this God and getting an understanding of this God, regardless of my condition. Because you got to guess what? You got to guess what? The flesh, as Jesus so eloquently put it, profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. My flesh is going to die. It is. We act like it's not. It's going to die. It is. It is. So why are you worried about it? Don't worry about it. It's going to die. Versus being fixated on getting to know God in every aspect of your life. You know, it's just, just this particular thing I want to bring out. When I was young in the ministry, uh, I'm not old, but, you know, when I was younger in the ministry, I'll say that, um, God just, I don't know, it's like he warped my, uh, my perception of church, of religion. Like it, was, it was warped. It was warped. Like what I saw at the church, meaning the buildings, it was so far off from what I realized God was calling us to do. And when I came into ministry, when, when I, you know, acknowledged my call, and I was like, oh, yeah, we about to tear this thing up. We about to, man, say, we about to set it straight. We're going to set every one of these churches straight, all of them. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought he called me to do. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you know, the first few sermons, you know, we called them sermons then. Like I, I only call what I speak a sermon now. It's not a sermon. It isn't. But anyway, uh, but back then, that's what we called them. And my first few sermons, you know, and I was like setting them straight, man. I was getting them. I'll never forget. I spoke one message. And I told them, I said, man, we look like the Pharisees. We like to sit in the high seats. We like to be called rabbi. You know, we like to wear the, 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 the get up to where people acknowledges us. Oh, he must be a pastor. Oh, they must be saved. You know, and, and I said, you know, we look like the Pharisees, just like the Pharisees. I never forget I said that. And then, you know, it wasn't long after that, uh, well, nobody wanted me to speak anymore. <laughs> I know that ain't funny, but it is. But uh, anyways, so he, he, he set me down. The Lord did. And he set me down. And, and then I was like, but Lord, we got to do what you called me to do. This is what you called me to do. And he said, boy, he didn't say it like that, but I'm just saying this is how it came to me. Boy, that ain't what I called you to do. That's not what I called you to do. That's your flesh talking. They have been this way long before you came into existence on the earth. I didn't bring you onto the earth and up from the earth to change it. <laughs> Just because I made you aware of it, I didn't want you to change it. I just made you aware of it so that you cannot walk in it. But this is what I called you to do, Corey. I called you to be a witness unto, my, unto myself. Y'all get that? He called me to be a witness to him. To him. 
right, I'm calling you to be my witness. And what do you mean by that? Okay, think about what a witness does. A witness testifies to something they have seen. You see that? Does that make sense to you guys? A witness testifies to something that they have seen. If I'm not in a relationship with God and I see God, how can I share with people how to get to God? I'm not even with him. I'm over here in the cut at the church doing the same thing that my four parents are doing, and God is over there somewhere else, and we ain't got no kind of relationship. Relationship. That makes sense. We have no type of relationship. All I know how to do is what my parents did, was get on their knees and pray to this God and hope he does something for us. But I don't know how to interact with him. I don't know how to live with him. I don't know how to walk with him on a daily basis and just rest in him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Follow him. Eat, eat on him. I don't know how to do that. We say, oh, I've been born again, and I still look the same as I did before I said I was. When you are born again, there's something that else changes. There's a transition. There's, there's, there's a transformation. Mason, you, you, you don't think, you don't see, you don't eat, you don't be the same. Your physical external body may look the same, but you don't live and walk the same. How can you when you come into contact with the God of the universe? Like, like think about that. You know what I mean, you come in, in contact with the God that created the universe. When you look out in the space and you like, Oh, yeah, man, I'm in tune with the God that created all of that. See, let me tell you what we do. We put God in a box, and that's the Bible, and he doesn't ever leave it. He never leaves it. And the only time we see him is when we go in it. But then when you start, yeah, that's the only time. When we go inside of it or when we go inside of the church, that's the only time. Oh, God is here. He's in this place. But outside of that, then there's no God. Because why? Because you ain't in tune with him. You don't see how he moves throughout the universe and how he moves the universe and all of that. You don't see it because you're not interacting with that God. You're interacting with something that's tangible, something that will perish. You're, you're fixated on you, what you can get, what you can know for you, not for God. Not for God. Because, see, if, if I go back to what God said he called me to do, he called me to be a witness unto him, right? And then I start sharing things about God with people, right? And then they see this God, right? And then they're going to go to this God that I share with them because they're going to recognize that, huh, this is the same God that's been with me since I was little. And I didn't know it to be. God. And then you do it, and then they do it, and then they do it, and then they do it, and then guess what? Everybody is doing the same thing for the same entity, and it looks just like what Jesus said. God led you to him, then Jesus led you to God, and you are walking in the form of Jesus. That makes sense? You are now walking in the form of Jesus. But if you're so fixated on your physical condition, then that's the extent of God you're going to give to people. 
When you're in a bad condition, go to God, he'll fix it. But then remember that time when he didn't fix it? Oh, man, you didn't have enough faith. <laughs> you didn't have enough faith. You're going to have to get your faith up. You got to get your faith up. And now people are confused because they didn't know their faith wasn't up. And now they're like, how I get my faith up? But nobody checked with God to see if he wanted you to live with that condition and be a witness to him in that condition. Nobody, nobody checked with it. Nobody asked. Nobody cared because they were so focused on their self. They were so focused on their self like there was something else. There's nothing else, guys. If, if, if God kills me today and then raises me up tomorrow, guess what? I'm still going to die again. If I get sick today, he heals me tomorrow, I still can get sick again. I can still get sick again. If a limb is torn from me and he puts it back on, the limb can still get lost again. Is that all we want? To get healed and get hurt and then get healed again? Or do we want what Peter is saying, which is eternal life? Peter said, where are we going to go? This is a hard saying, Corey, but where are we going to go? There's nothing else. And until you get that there is nothing else, you're going to always be looking for something else. You're going to always be looking for something else. You're going to be, and what is that something else? Something other than God. You're going to be looking for something other than God. I said a whole lot. I said a lot. And uh, I just give it to you like this. Eternal life is knowing Jesus. It's knowing God. That's eternal life. And before I ask that question, I have to believe in God, right? I got to believe in God. And we say we do, but we act like we don't, but we say we do. And then after I acknowledge that I believe, I got to seek him. I got to seek him. And in my seeking him, and he shows himself evident to me, now I got to follow him. In other words, I got to I got to I got to do what he's telling me to do. Right? And then the process continues to repeat itself in every situation that I am in. And that's what it looks like. I get in a jam somewhere, I got to seek him in the jam for him to discover how he wants me to obey him in the jam. When I get out of the jam, I got to seek him and obey him to do whatever he wants me to do when I'm out of the jam. And in whatever condition, circumstance, whatever may rise, when my mama passes, when my dad passes, when my children pass, when I get sick, when I get well, when I have a job, when I don't have a job, when I have money, when I don't have money, it looks the same way. I'm seeking him. I am obeying him. I am following him and doing what he wants me to do. And what he wants you to do is the same in every situation. Be his witness. Stay with him. Stay with him. This isn't like a glamorous discussion. It's not. It's not. And a lot of people on the internet like interrupted me or nothing. 
I don't know why y'all aren't, but it's okay. Uh, but that's just what it is. It's, it's, it's a relationship with a real-life God, and it repeats itself through any situation that you're in. It repeats itself. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get these storms to come through to shake you, to rattle you. It does, and it does shake you, and it does rattle you. But you've got to ask the question, what are you doing during the shaking and the rattling? Are you going back like these disciples? Are you leaving, looking for something else? And then, and this is the funny part too. Within that, within that, because people y'all gonna say, I know you gonna say, I ain't leaving God. <laughs> I ain't leaving God. I'm, I'm wouldn't dare leave God. Ain't no way, right? Ain't no way. So we just supposed to talk over you and cut cut in? You, yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's like nobody say. I'm like, are you talking? Um, good afternoon, everyone. I just wanted to say, I mean, what you're saying is really affirming just what are we coming to him for and just thinking along those lines, even with our Bible study, um, there was something the Lord challenged me with this week was a lot of times we as believers, we go to the word already knowing like I need help with this or I'm looking for God's guidance, which isn't bad, and we look up a topical and the guy hit me with the other morning, how often do you just come to the word just for me? just to see my hand. It doesn't have to be based on I want to see you speak to me about this topic or that topic. Why right. can't it just be I just want to read your word. I just right. want to study. I just want to be with you. Right. And so um, he was really challenging me in that this week, not coming with my agenda or I'm going to study the book of this or I'm going to study based on this is going on. And I even noticed even in our conversation sometimes, which is good, we want to be rooted in Christ, but we're all, yeah, because in this word it says that. And it's like, well, we go into the word just so we can find something to stand on. For the, you know, yeah, we need to anchor ourselves. But how about allowing the Holy Spirit just to lead and guide us and showing us a new thing yeah. in him? You know, like he said, where will I go? You know, how, how come I can't trust God just to, Take me to the Old Testament sometimes, or, you know, in Ezekiel, you know, why does it always have to be Jeremiah and right. Isaiah, you know, let him show me a new word and a new thing and reveal something new in his word, not just always going with, well, this is what I'm facing, so let me study about this. Yes. So, that's all. You got it. Amen. I know. Amen. Amen. Right. Because that's our life, though, right? That's our life, right? Every little thing happens. I got to get this fixed first before I can do anything else. I got to get this resolved before I can do anything else. But God isn't calling you. Go ahead, please. And we and we never say, I, I, I must deny myself. Yes. We never say, I must deny myself. Yes. Like, it's always about us. It's always about us. Mm-hmm. It's always about us. Like, get this scripture. I'm going to read it again. Jesus said to them, 67, Jesus said to the 12, do you also want to go away? Because many of his disciples left. And But, but Simon said, where are we going to go? 
You have the words to eternal life. <laughs> now, we just read what eternal life is. It's, it's knowing God. And how are we going to know God? Because Jesus is the only one that's going to be able to break that down to us. He's the only one that's seen him. So I got to roll with Jesus if I want to know God. But see, when you look at eternal life as something that benefits you, then that's a big difference. You see, it's a big difference. And when you say when we would leave God, yeah, we would. Think about it. God ain't done what you want, then what you going to do? You're going to do something to get what you want done. <laughs> Did God tell you to do that? No. You just left God. So I didn't leave him. What would you do then? I just did. I, right. You don't have to talk about it. We, don't, we ain't here to talk about that. That's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is God has to become your world. Because that's where you said you want to go. You said you want eternal life. Then God has to become your world then. He has to become your world. It, it, it shakes you up to the, to the degree that you say, it doesn't matter what I am in, in the, the, the time zone. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is this. Lord, am I with you? Am I with you? Am I with you? Because you said you don't leave us, so so I want to make sure I don't leave you. Am I am I with you, Lord? I want to be with you. I want to be with you. I want to be right with you. And when you send me out, wherever you send me, I want to make sure you sent me and I'm still with you because you're not like detaching from me when you send me, but you're taking me to where you want me to be. And so when I get there, people are going to see you and not me. Whatever condition, they're going to still see you. I'm on my deathbed, and people still see you. I'm in prison. People still see you. I'm on top of the world with all the money in the world, but people still see you. Wow. Because you're my world. You're my world. And that, that, that. That relationship, like, think about it. Like, you have this, this person that you're crazy about, you're in love with. You know, you always say, you know, you're the apple of my eye. I only see nobody, I don't see nobody else but you. You're all I see. That has to be God. That's the relationship. You're all I see, Lord. You're all I see. If you, if you, don't, if you don't give me this or give me that, and that's, that's another thing, too. If God is giving you a desire to do something, and he's going to fulfill it if God gave you the desire to do it. But, see, we get so caught up on the desire that he gave us, and we lose sight of him. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's something we want that God told us to, to want, i.e. Joseph in the dream. God told Joseph he was going to be a ruler over his brothers. And guess what Joseph did? He went and told his brothers, I'm a ruler over y'all. I know he didn't say it like that. But that's what he did. Then he gave him another dream, told he's going to rule over his parents. Then yeah, he went and told his parents, I'm going to rule over y'all too. It was as if God was telling Joseph, this is where I position you to do, not for you, but for me. But then he told it to them to elevate himself. He did it to elevate himself. He's sharing with them to elevate him. And God never intended for it to be used to elevate him. 
It was to be used to show God was with Joseph in all that he was doing. But the point is this. If you know the story, then Joseph was brought low. In many cases, he was brought low. He was brought so low, so low, so, so low that, man, man, if he didn't have a relationship with God, <laughs> he would have been like the other disciples. He would have left. Hey, like, he would have left. But the brother had a relationship. He had a relationship. A lot of things were corrected in his, in the movements, and he was able to see his family that did that to them and, and welcome them and, 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 and be their brother, not their Lord. He didn't even look at it like, I'm over y'all. Nah. Nah, don't bow, don't bow. Get up. It's me. It's me. Go get, go get, go get my daddy. Go get my daddy. We good. We good, guys. We good. It's all love. The attitude changed. It wasn't about Joseph anymore. It was about God. It was about God's work. It was about God's work. I'm done. That's all I have. I, I, I have a lot more, but I, I, the Lord is telling me that this is good. This is good. Meaning is what I've given is good enough. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.